On the right side of the screen, in the library section, we have what we call the Quick Develop module. And this is a module that allows you to make a very quick adjustment to the photograph about the exposure, increase or decrease the exposure, the brightness, increase or decrease the brightness, the contrast, and the saturation of the image. And you can do this very, very rapidly, and you can also convert the photograph to grayscale. You can crop if you want and you can the first one is the color picker adobe is fine uh, the image interpretation is fine with bicubic as the standard the default and then later on when we enlarge the image or reduce the size of the image we will see why we are going to use either bicubic smoother or bicubic sharper but at this time let's just leave bicubic ue is the user font interface and I like to have the large size you you might prefer a different one uh, I use a very large monitor that reduces the size of the type so it's important that I set it to large in Photoshop otherwise I can't see anything if we look at the reds we know that cyan is the enemy of red so removing cyan on the left side it's minus so we are removing cyan will increase the reds and as we can see it's increasing the reds very dramatically I can zoom up on the image a little bit to see how much of an increase that is. But it's quite significant. And what we're really doing is we're cleaning up. I'm going to zoom in a little bit more. We're cleaning up the red. We are purifying the color in a, in a sense. And that would be an extreme. This is a pure, pure red, no cyan. But on the other hand, it's too much. So I always go back to the center and see how much of an improvement I can make without going too far. And that seems about right, removing about 30-35% of the cyan. Um, we can also remove some of the magenta, but then we'll make it more green. So I don't, I'm not going to touch this, because I think it's fine. We could remove some of the yellow. The cloning brush is going to work. And then all we have to do is select a piece of the sky here. We're going to try this. We may have to try different colors and then clone it over the green area and as if by magic it disappears okay and we could also try to clone the below area and that works all the exact density of that border that we're creating so here we are we have a curves layer that darkens the image and we're going to work on the curves layer and we're going to work on the layer mask and what we're going to do is we're going to take the pen bucket which is here we're going to fill this layer mask with black blending mode to overlay this is very important if you forget that it's not going to work then you go to filter other and this is in real time and we are working with an original photograph that's 11 by 14 at 300 dpi it's actually an original 1ds mark ii photograph so this is not a small file that i'm using for demonstration purposes this is a photograph like the ones that i work on um, you know normally the next dialog box we want to look at is color management this is very important because this is where we choose the profiles and image print uses two profiles one for the printer and the paper and then one for the proofer which uh, is another word for the printer and it's a simulation profile that is this is the profile that's going to be used to show on screen what we're going to get on print 
And both of these profiles are very good, and they come in very large quantities. There is profiles for just about every possible type of paper. Right now I'm using... And now we only see the variation in luminosity in the image. And we can also change the blending mode to color and just see variations of color or to saturation and only see variations in saturation. For example, we know that this bush here is... And you don't want to tear everything at once. You want to tear a little bit at a time. And that's it. Here we are. And then once this is done, then use the bone folder, which as it turns out is our most important tool to flatten the edge of the paper. We're going to do that on the front also. Okay, just a little bit. And here we have, we have a decollage now at the bottom. Very nice. And we just have to do the other three sides, which are be used to dry mount onto the back of a print. This is a loose sheet of adhesive, just designed to dry mount onto the back of a print. So the first thing to do is to cut a piece of that material that's large enough for the print and not much more than that. That is, we don't want to have too much of this material laying around. So I'm going to trim this to about this size, which is about the width of my print. And then I can mount my print onto this. So how do I do this? This is, very, this only, this is a one-shot deal. If you miss, you can never do it again. I mean, you have to throw away the print. So you have to do it so that you're comfortable doing it. The best way to do it is to actually so let me show you how to make a straight cut. You just put your board under the mat cutter and just push the blade down before you start to get to the mat board and then pull. What we are seeing here is that in order to make a cut, we don't push like we did with the Dexter. We put the blade wherever we want it, ahead of the mat in the case of the 90 degree straight down cut and we pull. And it's actually very easy. And you have, you know, little rest. So now what I'm going to do is go ahead and do my four corners. I like to do all my corners at one time. And this is why you want to listen to some nice music that you enjoy listening to. It gets very quiet in the matting room. I spend a lot of time in here and uh, you want to make it as enjoyable as you possibly can. So I have my corners. Now, what I have to do is just lift. Is that when you present your work, you want to make the best impression you can make. They say there is no such thing as the first impression, and it's definitely true. If you go to a gallery, if you go to uh, a collector, if you go anywhere that you're going to have to present your work, you want to make the best impression that you can make. And it's not just your print. Uh, even provided that you created the finest print in the world. It's how it's mattered, it's how it's signed, it's how it's mounted, and it's also in what case it comes. I'm, I'm always despaired when I see photographers presenting very nice work in the same box that their paper came in, in the Epson or Hanemoulet or Crane box of paper. And, and I think it's a very poor impression. You have to consider your work to be a way 
from all of that. You know, the materials that you use to make your print should no longer come into play when you demonstrate the beauty of the print. They could go, they should go into a box that was done just to show the print and not a, an empty paper box which shows, in my estimate, a sort of lack at the level of the presentation. As match. You know, this is a beautiful rock art image that I just created, something that actually has not been shown except on this video for the first time, basically. Uh, a lot of black. I used an enormous amount of negative space on this print. And it's not mattered yet. It's just been printed and it's living in the drawer to be protected. Uh, in, in the video, when we showed matting, when we showed framing, when we showed trimming, we used small prints. We used 8 by 10, 11 by 14, something like that, because it was easier to actually frame on the video a small print than a large print. But in reality, we make a lot of very large prints, and we need this file cabinet to hold them. And this is where we keep some of the largest prints. And it's big enough that we can even...